This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. The Foster Report on Joy Drive, taking a more in-depth look at what the actual F is going on locally, nationally, globally, with Joy Newsers, Richard Foster. Ladies and gentlemen, into the room comes Richard Foster. Are you there, Fossey? Reading you loud and clear, D. Warren, how are things? <laughs> Hi, Richard. What's happening in the wide world of everything that we want to know about? I don't know if you want to know, but just when you thought it couldn't get any more bizarre, President Trump indulges himself today in a joy ride to wave its supporters oh, outside the Walter Reed Military Hospital where Doesn't he's it, uh, recovering from COVID-19. Does it not beg a belief? Did you see him, he actually did a bit to his Twitter page saying, you know, I'm sure you're all watching and I'm going to do a really big surprise. I'm just going to go out into the street and meet my people. I thought... Extraordinary. What part of contagious... and? And what about the poor driver in the car with just a mask You're and quite right, Warren. On. Quite aside from the weirdness of it all, the car was packed full with a Secret Service detail, mm. all of whom now need to be quarantined for 14 days. Do you reckon Biden's got a campaigning advantage now? I think he was already well on the way to a pretty strong advantage, wasn't he? Uh, look, what, what this will do is excite the Trump base, essentially. It's not, it's not going to win any new votes. In fact, it only stands to lose a few, which brings into question why you would have tried something Something like this in the first place. I mean, the whole show has basically been an exercise in what not to do. The president's physician, Sean Connolly, faced the media over the weekend. After this is after a White House statement said that the president was both energetic and fatigued. I'll let you work that mm. one out. And <laughs> oh, he refused been, to admit we've all been energetic in a, and fatigued. In a fatigued, we call it at my place. But yes, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Must be where he got it. Uh, Sean Connolly refused to admit that the president had even been administered oxygen. We now know that he was. That's right. Well, he admitted that he out and out lied about it, it, didn't he? Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. And the, the excuse was pretty feeble, you know, all about mismessaging. But, it, I mean, this is really probably just normal chaotic operating procedure, though, isn't it? Something we've become very used to under this administration. I saw that the uh, protesters were potentially, is it QAnon followers? Or supporters. I didn't actually see that. Not the protesters, the people supporting uh, uh, Trump at the hospital. Right, yes. Well, some of the the comments he's made about um, who should be on standby have sent chills down spines around the world. What do you mean, Um, standby? He he was basically... He's been accused of inciting a um, a race-hate group in the event that he loses the election. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But he, he, he believes he can't lose the election because he... The, if he does lose the election, he will not accept the result, presumably. Well, that's right. He, he will question the validity of the result. <laughs> Look, how, how this is going to play uh, is largely anyone's guess. Uh, none, of this, none of what we see now is, is likely to increase the vote, his vote, as I said, just as mm. the Bible-holding stunt didn't increase the vote, just as his debate performance isn't going to increase his vote. What... What is key to Trump losing the election is essentially turnout. And the old saying that decisions are made by those who turn up really does count here. Democrats were so confident of a Hillary win in 2016 Mm. that many didn't show up on the day. Mm. That's true. The the next debate, I think, was October the 15th it's scheduled for. Um, Mm. Joe Biden said he's going to go. Do you think Trump... Well, Trump won't be able to, will he, if he's got... 
COVID. Well, it's going to it's going to depend on how well he can recover yeah, over the next few days. That's within it? the four, the the fourteen day window, isn't it? It's right on the line, isn't it? I'm yeah, just it's quickly right. counting the days now. It's right on the line, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even in that eventuality, it's it's probably more likely they would just postpone the debate for a couple of days mm. if it was really mm. only a question of that. It's more, in my mind, a question of Trump's health, whether he does actually recover well enough in the next week or so to see himself clear to even plan for another debate. The only thing I'm getting joy out of, and I'm not certainly absolutely not getting joy out of the fact that somebody has an illness and may die, mm. the only thing that's giving me joy is the the fact that commentators now are saying, well, he is in, in the, the highest risk category, being yes. an obese older gentleman. <laughs> I just mm. think that would <laughs> that's for absolutely him, right. If they just bolted onto that with tiny hands, that would be that would be the, <laughs> the triumvirate. Um, it is just everything he hates all rolled into one. Yeah, I think in any other political sphere, a spokesperson or a medical practitioner admitting that they lied about the president's condition would be enough to outrage people, but that's just like another lie in the long line of mm. lies and it doesn't even make a blip anymore. It's outrageous. It's scary what has become normal about the Trump presidency. Mm. Um, scary I, indeed. On a side note, I have friends who live in New York City who uh, I was chatting with last night and they were saying it's back to bulk buying toilet paper and beans because the, the fear is, of course, that there'll be riots in the street, whatever happens, not even if he dies or if he gets better and comes out firing. It's just like it's just powder keg stuff over there at the moment. It's just not the place you'd want to be, is it? I actually um, read something over the weekend, um, slightly different take on this, but as a yet another indicator that uh, international student enrolments from the states into countries like Australia are actually on the rise, um, and not just a little bit, by an awful lot. Wow. Uh, I know. It, it tells you the young folk over there really don't want to be young folk over there. Mm. Well, I think I saw today that there was a new poll saying Trump was 14 points behind, so um, that's encouraging. I don't think polls. I don't think polls even mean anything anymore because we mm. don't know what is actually causing the votes to happen. Hey, um, turning to our federal budget now. Mm. I understand an announcement just out by the government that they might bring forward tax cuts effective immediately. Yeah, if you thought this budget's starting to look more and more like a pre-election budget, mm. I reckon you'd be right. I might come back to that. Yes, it uh, looks like these tax cuts that were legislated for 2022 and 2024 are set to be um, brought ahead and, uh, and announced tomorrow night as a budget measure. What does this mean? Well, you know, without boring you with a, with a lot of numbers, if you're a low-income earner, you're not entirely out of luck for another time, but um, you, yet again, you're not going to be as lucky as a high-income earner. Those on around 40000 a year will save $100 in tax under the first round of cuts, nothing for you in the second round. If you're on 140000 a year, you'll be $2,500 better off in the first round of tax cuts, 3500 in the second round. So it brings into question, you know, the, this, the economy needing um, fiscal and economic stimulus. For tax cuts to be effective at stimulating an economy, they really need to be directed to those who need to spend the money and don't have the capacity to save it. And national savings at the moment are going through the roof. It's setting records. It, mm. it hasn't been as high since the early 70s. Mm. It says an awful lot when you look at the way the economy has waxed and waned over that time. Two recessions in that. And sorry, no, no, yeah, two recessions. Nobody's getting any great um, interest rates for savings either. It's not like no. everybody's squirrelling away their money because no. it's on 16% or anything. See, this worries me, Richard, that ideology is going to get in the way and they're going to rely on trickle-down economics again. 
Mm. Uh, well, you know, who would have thought ideology might get in the way of a good idea? Um, <laughs> You know, geez. So yes, it's it, it could be an opportunity missed if you if you look at it that way. But it isn't the only stimulus measure that's in the budget. Again, you might say that uh, you could have dealt with tax cuts uh, more sensibly to get more money into the economy. There's also seven and a half billion in infrastructure set to be rolled out. Mm. Again, we're seeing the drip feeding of announcements over the last week or so. There will be some more tonight ahead of the budget tomorrow. Trick question for you: What time does the budget get read? It's tomorrow night sometime. Yeah. I'm gonna say There's mid- no prize, sorry. I'm going to say midnight. <laughs> I'm going to say 8 o'clock. You're both wrong. It, it's um, Most people would say 7.30 because that's when it goes on the telly. Oh, yeah. So it goes oh. on the telly at 7.30. That's right. But it actually gets read at 7pm in the Parliament. It's a second reading at 7.30 that we all get to see. So the, the Treasurer basically just reads his script twice in a row. Oh, um, so hang on. So it's not mm. a delayed televised. It's He no. reads it twice. Yeah, if you listen, now, you know, if you're finding it hard to sleep, go home and do this. Tomorrow night, 7.30, listen very closely at the start of the budget and you will hear the Speaker call for the budget to be read a second time. Now, the fact that it thrilled you that much, uh, Richard Foster, oh. speaks volumes, I think. But doesn't um, can, it I, can I ask you this question without notice? Is a JobKeeper, JobSeeker a taxable income? Uh, well, it depends whether it's over the tax-free threshold uh-huh. for you. Um, if you weren't over the tax-free threshold, yes, part of it at least is going to be taxable. One of the budget moves is actually to remove one of the tax brackets. So this is what's sort of setting us up for um, some some containment around what they call bracket creep. That's as salaries basically start rising over time uh, as inflation goes and so on. You creep into the next bracket and end up paying proportionately more than what was intended. So that's why you know we have these resets from time to time. This one's a much bigger one though of course because they do need to stimulate the economy again seven and a half billion in infrastructure though that just basically means there's going to be a lot of little projects happening around they're going to need to target that very carefully Mm. means local areas will get new spending on you know maybe not necessarily toilet blocks but you know it it could be uh, bridges small bridges new Mm. roads that sort of thing seven and a half billion though on a national scale isn't actually that much particularly if it's over 10 years sounds big but it ain't um well, it'll be over the forward estimates, so three to four years. It's basic, or unless they say otherwise, and they might. Mm. Um, but basically, seven and a half billion is is more or less one east-west link, yeah. and that have gone ahead. You know, or the best part of a Westgate tunnel. Yeah, um, but so basically, you're not looking. No longer funding big and sexy infrastructure. They're just well, you know, yeah, that's you, all you've hit the nail out. on the head there. Yeah, you're not going to find a string of, of big, announceable uh, infrastructure projects in this budget. Mm. Um, they're going to have to target it at a lot of small ones to stimulate local economies and to um, uh, increase um, increase demand where it's needed. Maybe uh, the broadband, Richard. Didn't we have some announcement there? We, uh, might, get, we might get some, again. Uh, <laughs> some decent connections. I think you're dropping out there. Sorry. <laughs> Blame the 5G, I'm sure. There you are. Oh, dear. Hey, Richard Foster, we love the Foster Report and we want to hear from you next week. If anybody has a question for Richard Foster or they want him to cover something specifically, you can email joydrive at joy.org.au. You need to get the Foster Report, its own email address. And Richard will be glued oh. to the telly tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Are you, I are bet you, you a... will, Lord. I'm, I'm going to text you and ask questions. I will be. Make sure you are. <laughs> oh, we should live stream Richard Foster watching a the Foster. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> just in your jammies. <laughs> And your little... I bet you've got those little... We'll call it Fogglebox. 
Oh, <laughs> Foster right. Box. You know, you've got to write down these ideas. Just make sure no one finds them. <laughs> I bet he sleeps in those little like little banker pajamas, like a little, yeah. little tie and a little Some thing. Anyway, dollar signs on them. Thanks, Richard Foster. See you next week. <laughs> See you, Richard. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy ninety four point nine. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.